Be your beliefs and face what they are under whatever title you think best. What better is there than to have living proof of a living God within you, always present, never absent, ready, willing, anxious, desiring to relieve you of aches and pains, prolong life to its full span, to make existence more pleasant and harmonious, which will place you in coordination with itself, which is within you in superabundance if it can get through obstructions and impediments which exist between it and your body. Every chiropractor, whether he realizes it or not, every time he corrects the impediment, subluxation, between the living God and man, is an apostle of that living God bringing into reality the living intellectual God from above, permitting it to work through the living materials of all bodies of all mankind. It is a living, <clears throat> provable God and man, the very soul and law of his being. And now my favorite quote from BJ, <clears throat> I love this sentence, what greater joy hath man to know he is making possible an explanation of the superior God into living human God because of what he does, as he does it, when he does it, to get sick people well. What greater joy can I have as a chiropractor when yesterday a little baby is smiling in my eyes as I adjust him, right? This little itty-bitty couple-month-old kid is looking at me with those big, beautiful eyes and smiling at me and knowing that I'm making a connection, right? Like, because when I see, when I see a child and I see that they're smiling, I know that I'm creating a connection with this kid. And I know that that kid is looking at me and saying, you're doing the right thing. Like, this is it. You're on the right spot. We're, we're together. We're, you know, you're, you're on it, right? To, 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 to hear a young lady who's had Lyme disease for the last three or four years and her tell me, I've been through so much. I remember when I first started with you, <clears throat> I had to come like, three or four times a week, like every day you're open just to get by, and now I'm able to come once a week and, and still and maintain the kind of health and the, the progress that we've had. Like, what greater joy can I have? What greater joy can I have than a pregnant mama <clears throat> saying, um, uh, you know, I'm so excited to be here, and when can I bring my baby? Right? So she's pregnant, or 18 weeks pregnant, and she says yesterday to me, when's the earliest I could bring my baby? You know what that means? That means, in my brain, you done good, Reuben. You did good educating this young family <clears throat> because this is her first baby and she wants to, she's saying, I need to bring this child in as soon as possible. When is that, right? And I didn't bring that up with her. She brought it up with me. She's like, I want to know when I can do this. That's how I know what I've done on the education that we've done. And we have a very specific education process in our practice, the way you know, I educate, the way interns educate. And that means what, what we have planted in her brain now has germinated. And that's beautiful, right? What greater joy. But then I read something like this, and I just want to share this with you. I'm constantly reading like scientific research. <clears throat> so I'm reading lately about the polyvagal theory and um, by Stephen Porges. And here's an interesting sentence or two from this one paper about yoga therapy and the polyvagal theory. <clears throat> it says here, we describe how these two different yet analogous frameworks, one based in neurophysiology, which is the polyvagal theory, and the other in an ancient wisdom tradition, which is yoga, highlight yoga's therapies, yoga therapies, promotion of physical, mental, and social well-being for the self-regulation and resilience. This parallel between the neural platforms of polyvagal theory and the gunas 
which is like the philosophy of yoga, is instrumental in creating a translational framework for yoga therapy to align with its philosophical foundations. Consequently, yoga therapy can operate as a distinct practice rather than fitting into an outside model for its utilization in research and clinical context. Now that's very flowery and very wordy. And <clears throat> what this is essentially saying is they're taking an old philosophy like yoga and a new philosophy like polyvagal theory, which is neurophysiological, and they're putting it together and they're saying uh, that we can, we can now operate together in this framework. And the reason I mention this is because why are there downsayers to chiropractic philosophy? I mean, yoga's been around, like chiropractic philosophy has been around for 100 and something years, right? 120 something years. Yoga's been around for 3,000 years. And what they're saying, these are neuroscientists saying, we should take yoga philosophy and put it together with neurophysiological concepts like the polyvagal theory and put them together. And now we have a distinct practice <clears throat> with a translational framework with philosophical foundations. What that tells me is that chiropractic and all these naysayers that say, all oh, the subluxation deniers and the people who say, chiropractic philosophy is outdated and it was just made in the 1800s and we should just leave it back there and use it as historical documents and that kind of stuff. Why can't we put it together? If other neuroscientists are taking other very ancient philosophies, like yoga. So you're saying what, what we should be saying, like if you guys were in charge, whoever these subluxation deniers were in charge of yoga, no, we can't use this. Yoga is only a physical thing. It's just purely biomechanical. There's nothing else to yoga except for bending down, stretching and twisting. It's just purely biomechanical. Yoga therapy should be relegated to some sort of specific practice where someone has specific back pain neck pain injury, and that's it. That's not what they're talking about. They're saying, let's put the philosophy of polyvagal theory and the philosophy of yoga and put them together to create a new framework. So my suggestion is like to, to really create the joy I think that chiropractic is overall missing, right? There are chiropractors like myself who have joy. But the profession is still at war with itself. And it's at war with itself because it, it's not saying it's okay for us to have a philosophy. It's saying, no, we, we, we're not, we, we have the non-philosophical chiropractors and the philosophical chiropractors. And there's this big wall in between them. Why? Why? Why can't both sides be together? If that's what they're doing, here's a paper, here's a paper from Frontiers, right? Frontiers in Neuroscience. This isn't some little itty-bitty, you know, junko journal. This is a high-impact journal. If they're saying, why don't we put together these philosophies, then my question to chiropractic is, why can't we grow up and put these philosophies together too? You know, I've been doing this for 32 years now, and all I've seen is war. War, this side versus this side, this side versus this side, and this school versus that school, and this technique versus that technique. Like... Could you guys grow up already? Right? And, and let's, can we experience the joy? And even it's the joy in back pain. <clears throat> you know, like, I, even though I don't take a lot, care a lot of back pain people, last week I had someone come in to the practice and he was referred to me because his wife came to us and I'm an activated chiropractor. So he came in, he's expecting activated chiropractor. The guy was walking like this, he was waddling. He could, he could not sit down. Um, he, we, we tried to do, uh, while well, the interns uh, tried to do a range of motion test, he could not move any range of motion. <clears throat> it was zero, 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 zero. Everything was zero. <clears throat> 
but he was able to sit down. And using activator, I was able to adjust him seated, didn't lie face down, couldn't get him to go face down, right? I adjusted him seated. As soon as I took the activator, so I was sitting behind him, as soon as I took the activator off his sacrum, he said, I feel the weight lifted off of my shoulders. And I saw him two days later and he's walking in like, I can't believe this. What greater joy, right? And even though that's not my game, that's not my bag, it's not my thing to do back pain, what greater joy than to have someone come in and say, Doc, like, holy cow. Like, I couldn't hardly move. And with one adjustment of that activator, and he's never been adjusted before. This guy's 37 years old, never adjusted before. He said, I'm so grateful that my, my fiance referred me here. Because I had a very important thing I had to get to this weekend, and if it wasn't for you, I couldn't have made it. There's no way. What greater joy. But, but what, <clears throat> what we do in our practice and so many other of the philosophical practices is that we marry the neurophysiological with the philosophy. Right? Chiropractic, according to Dee Palmer and B.J. and Stevenson, <clears throat> chiropractic is a triune, right? is three things. It's, it's philosophy, <clears throat> which, is, which is what we're talking about from the green books, right? It's philosophy, science, and art. Why can't we have all three of those? And, art, art, <clears throat> and when I look at art, I think about when I adjust someone, I feel like I'm an artist. Like, you know, people say art, that's just, that's just an old word for, you know, physical, doing something physical. Yeah, but when I'm adjusting someone, I feel like I'm an artist. And I looked at, for instance, this gentleman, and I looked at him like, like there was a canvas. It was a blank canvas. And what can I do to start painting on this canvas or sculpting and creating, like what Michelangelo said about the, the David. The David was, a, like I saw, we, my wife and I in 2016, we, we saw um, Michelangelo's David in Florence, Italy. And the, the story goes that it was a block uh, this giant, because it's like 10 feet tall, it was this giant block of granite, and nobody was able to figure out what to do with it, and he said, I saw David in there, I just had to set him free. I just got, had to get him out. And that's what I see when I look at children, when I look at adults, when I look at pregnant mamas, is I see the person that's in there, and, and my art helps them get out. So the philosophy is why I do what I do. The art is how I do what I do, but then there's the science. And I'm a real science geek. I read articles and journal, journals and textbooks. I'm reading a textbook right now. I read it like a novel. My wife is just like, what are you reading now? I'm reading, oh, clinical rehabilitation. Okay, great, great. Now I read novels too, at the same time. I usually read three books at the same time. I'm just crazy like that. But why not? Because there are scientists in, in our profession who say, science, 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 it's only science, all the philosophy is garbage. And the people say, no, art, art, art is only God, it's only Thompson, it's only this, it's only... Come on! It's all three. And to me, that is what BJ was talking about right here when he said, what greater joy? What greater joy? There is no greater joy than putting science, art, and philosophy together and watching the results of putting it together on the faces of the pregnant mamas and the babies and the children on the spectrum and the adults with back pain, right? There is no greater joy. 
And that's what I want you guys to understand. As we almost wrap up this quarter, got one more class after this, I really want you to understand that. That that is, that is the possibility of what you can create. You don't have to be stuck in one, I'm only gonna be science, I'm only gonna be art, I'm only gonna do Gonstead and that's it, nothing else. I'm only gonna do philosophy, I'll just read Green Books and nothing else. No, all three of them. You put all three of them together and you get a beautiful thing and then, because BJ was all three. BJ was an artist, he practiced his art all the time. BJ was a philosopher, obviously he wrote all these Green Books. BJ was a scientist, he used to measure things. In his clinic in Davenport, he, used to, he had medical doctors that he hired to, to, to measure to do blood work and to do pulse, not pulse, uh, respiration rate and that. He did all this kind of stuff. So I emulate that I want to be all three, the science, art, and philosophy. Why can't we put that together? And other, and there's now this yoga therapy. I never even heard of that before. But now there's such a thing called yoga therapy, which means that there's now going to be like, like yoga, not just as an exercise going to, to some premier yoga or whatever studio is the yoga as specific therapy right and chiropractic we should be putting chiropractic together the the philosophy of chiropractic with the science and art putting it together and that's where i think the true happiness of this profession could be